The Jerusalem Channel is made possible by viewer support. Thanks for watching. What an amazing panorama of Jerusalem, the city of the great king. To the east is the Mount of Olives, and beyond that, the Judean wilderness, the Dead Sea, and the nation of Jordan, where presently 600,000 Syrian refugees have escaped. It's hard to imagine that right beyond this horizon, there is a holocaust going on amongst the Christian population of the Middle East. That's why the Jerusalem Channel has been created, to bring you a perspective of biblical events in the Middle East. When you visit our website every day, we have updates on news, prophecy, and what's happening and how it all tells us that Jesus is coming soon to establish His rule in this city. We want to invite you to become a supporter of the Jerusalem Channel. If you give in the United States, please know that your gift is tax deductible. And in the United Kingdom, we can claim gift aid on your donation. And so we invite you to get behind the Jerusalem Channel. There's never been a day like right now. We have so many opportunities to share the gospel in the remaining times of the Gentiles. Israel is rising again and God is visiting this nation. So stay in touch at exploits.tv. I'm Christine Doric. Shalom. We thank God always and don't take His mercies for granted as we continue to believe and to pray for divine health and new healing breakthroughs because our God is the God of breakthroughs. In fact, Micah 2.13 says that our King goes ahead of us as the breaker against all resistance. Can we truly enter into that verse and believe for the breaker anointing? The one who can break through barriers, the Lord Himself will lead us and go before us if we believe Him to do so. And all we have to do is follow Him. Hello, I'm Christine Dark, and welcome to Exploits Ministry, which has its headquarters in Jerusalem's old city. And if you've never visited Israel, we want to encourage you, this is the year to do so. Because I believe a pilgrimage to Israel is one of the best spiritual investments you'll ever make in your life, even in your health, because the Bible will absolutely come alive to you in this land as you walk the land in the footsteps of Jesus and your ability to believe all of God's promises, including His important healing promises, will be increased. By God's grace, we need to stay as fit and healthy as possible because we never know when in this chaotic world we're going to become involved in the churning birth pangs of Messiah. The health of the body is so important that Jesus commissioned His apostles and even those of us who would follow to carry on His work of healing. For example, in Acts chapter 3, the apostle Peter healed a crippled beggar, teaching us that a healthy body 
and the gift of healing glorify God. But people often think of illness as a cross that they have to bear. But honestly and truly, the Bible depicts sickness and disease not as a beatitude and not as a cross to bear, but disease is considered an impediment to God's work. And in this program, we're also going to mention some recent medical breakthroughs emanating out of Israel because God, the God of Israel, is the God of breakthrough. And we'll press into the Lord for new breakthroughs in health and faith for this year of God's favor. It's so exciting to be alive and to watch the ongoing prophecy in Daniel 12:4 being fulfilled. It says that in the last days, knowledge shall increase. And of course, that would include medical knowledge. Now, despite the illogical hatred, anti-Semitism, and animosity against Israel and the Jewish people, Israel just keeps on giving the world medical wonders and technological breakthroughs. In fact, the world over is in debt to the Israelis, both spiritually and physically. Spiritually, because Jesus himself said in John 4, 22, that salvation proceeded from the Jewish people. And temporally, we're indebted to the Jews because of medical and technological wonders that we mustn't take lightly. Well, somehow I've always believed and prayed that Israel will discover a cure for cancer. And in the past year, there have been big medical breakthroughs in Israel. And one of the biggest was the discovery of a compound that kills cancer's energy-generating system. An Israeli researcher devised a synthetic compound to disable enzymes that allow cancer cells to metastasize. When cancer cells leave a primary tumor and spread to other organs, the cancer cells somehow reprogram their energy-generating system. But Bar-Ilan University's professor Uri Nir has identified an enzyme in the energy-generating mitochondria of the spreading cancer cells. When Professor Near targeted the enzyme in lab mice, the malignant cells died quickly. And mice with metastatic cancer were treated with Professor Near's compound, and the mice were completely cured with no adverse side effects that could be detected. Also, Professor Near reported that the normal cells weren't affected at all. Ongoing clinical trials are planned over the next 18 months, so we continue to pray for new and astounding breakthroughs and conclusions. It's great to discover a breakthrough against cancer, but always we want to emphasize the power of God's Word to help us to maintain healthy, cancer-free bodies no matter what the circumstances we find ourselves in. This is where faith is so important. We pray for our faith in the God of wonders never to fail. While we honor what doctors and researchers are doing, nevertheless, we must never fail to honor God's word and put his authoritative word first in our lives. I love the fact that Psalm 103 declares, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. And all is all. Well, high blood sugar is linked to energy dips, excessive hunger, and weight gain, as well as increased risk of metabolic diseases such as obesity and diabetes. Researchers from Israel's Weizmann Institute of Science this past year released a groundbreaking study showing that specific foods and food combinations affect everyone's blood sugar levels differently. This discovery has been incorporated into an Israeli app called Day2. The Day2 app is designed to help diabetics and pre-diabetics to choose dishes that will balance their individual blood sugar levels. The algorithm predicts blood glucose responses to thousands of food choices based on individual information provided by a person's own intestines. On another level of health, many times I pray for people with weak knees, with deteriorating bones and so forth. And one of my favorite scriptures regarding bones, muscles, and cartilage is Deuteronomy 33:25. This verse promises, and I really count on it, that as our days are, so our strength shall be. And if we really believe this word, then we can be assured that our framework and organs will function properly for our life's work. Yet in this regard, depending upon our constitutional weaknesses, God in his mercy also continually inspires new breakthroughs in the medical world. And this past year witnessed the world's first bone implants in Israel. Physicians at the Emic Medical Center in Afula performed rare bone implants into patients who'd been involved in car accidents. One of the implants was inserted into a man's arm. He was missing part of his arm bone as a result of an accident. And a second operation was for a man who was missing five centimeters of his shin bone, also due to an accident. Normally, up to this point in time, the human body hasn't been able to restore bone segments. But revolutionary tissue engineering technology has been developed by a Haifa-based group. From the patient's own fat cells, a new procedure enables the growth of semi-solid live bone tissue. Then the tissue is injected back into the patient's body in the expectation that the missing bone fragment will be regenerated in around six weeks. According to the head of orthopedics at the Emic Medical Center, who carried out the experimental procedure, Dr. Nimrod Rosen, this surgery is truly science fiction come true, and it changes the entire game in orthopedics. The procedure is without any danger of implant rejection or the complications of traditional bone transplants. In the future, Dr. Rosen said he believes regeneration technology will be used for a variety of bone loss conditions, including bone loss due to cancer. Well, Psalm 139 has always captured my imagination. It says that we human beings are fearfully and wonderfully made. And indeed, 
the human eye with all of its complexities and wonders is a perfect example of God's extraordinary creation. And according to the World Health Organization, diseases of the cornea are the second leading cause worldwide of blindness, affecting as many as 30 million persons. But now another Israeli startup has developed a revolutionary artificial cornea implant. The implant holds out hope to millions of blind and visually impaired persons. The nanotech-based synthetic cornea proved successful in initial tests. The company plans implants in humans this year in Israel, as well as a larger clinical trial in the United States. The surgical procedure reportedly takes just 30 minutes. Did you know that some 3 million children are diagnosed with autism every year? Israeli engineer Raphael Rembrandt developed a simple, non-invasive way to screen newborns for signs of autism using the same instrument that's currently used to test infants' hearing. Rembrandt says that the earlier the condition is detected, the better the possible outcome. Thirty years ago, his four-year-old son was diagnosed as autistic, but he said it was too late for critical early intervention therapies. Rembrandt tackled the problem and he says that applying interventions before the age of two results in better than 90% success rate to ingrain social skills for the child's social integration. The diagnostic test is now ready for clinical trials and can be administered hours after birth. And there are even more breakthroughs coming out of the Israeli nation. Parkinson's disease affects 7 to 10 million people worldwide and it's characterized by stiffness, tremors, and shaking. Medication to control symptoms is costly. Once Parkinson's is diagnosed, the neurodegenerative disease is usually already progressing. But now in Israel, there is an early diagnostic test for Parkinson's. And as if that's not enough, now the Israelis have devised a belt with built-in airbag cushions that open suddenly to protect the elderly if they begin to fall. The cushions are called Hip Hope. Each year, nearly 3 million elderly persons worldwide are hospitalized due to hip fractures. And as a result, many, of course, experience a drastic deterioration in their quality of life. In the United States alone, the annual cost of treating hip fractures exceeds $15 billion. Rather than focus on better ways to treat broken bones, an Israeli engineer decided to use cutting-edge technology to avoid injuries in the first place. So his hip hope is a smart, wearable belt. The principle is the same as air cushion bags in cars. If Hip Hope's multi-sensor detection system senses an impending collision with the ground, two large airbags instantly deploy from each side of the belt to cushion the hips. And a connected smartphone app sends an automatic alert message. The device also has a built-in emergency call button. 
Hip Hope is due to go on sale very soon. And in studies carried out in a major lab in Canada, the Hip Hope device has proven to reduce the impact of a fall by 90%. Now here's another medical breakthrough that caught my interest. It's a fat melting breakthrough. Obesity used to be associated only with the decadent West, but it's reportedly becoming a worldwide epidemic. The World Obesity Federation predicts that by 2025, a third of the world's population will be overweight or obese. But Jerusalem-based Raziel Therapeutics has developed an injection that melts fat cells and postpones the proliferation of new fat cells. The medication generates heat to use up some of the free fatty acid that's produced by fat cells in the body, which in turn reduces fat tissue. Raziel's technology, which targets specific areas in the body, is now in clinical trials in the United States. Preliminary results show a 30 to 50% reduction in fat at the treated site after only a single injection. So that's hope for a lot of people. Each treatment lasts between six and nine months. And of course, the tech officials say that treatment could be more effective when combined with a low calorie lifestyle. Obesity is related to heart disease, and heart disease is still the leading cause of death worldwide. But in the past year, a 72-year-old Canadian man became the world's first recipient of an Israeli-developed implant to treat diastolic heart failure, which is a fairly common condition for which there's no effective long-term treatment. The implant was developed by a cardiologist at an Israeli cardiovascular startup company. The device is elastic and it's implanted inside the heart's left ventricle to apply direct expansion force on the ventricle wall, helping the heart to fill with blood. And speaking of hearts, the Israelis are learning how to renew damaged cells in heart muscle. Researchers from the Weizmann Institute of Science near Tel Aviv discovered a molecule in newborn hearts that appears to control the process of renewing heart muscle. Scar tissue was dramatically reduced and scar tissue was replaced by living heart tissue that restored the heart's pumping function. Isn't that amazing? Well, as wonderful as all of these Israeli medical breakthroughs are, and really we must praise God for them, Nevertheless, believers are expected by God to believe this Bible that divine health is ours, according to gospel benefits. Yet, we human beings are also accountable to God for the way that we care for and maintain our bodies. In fact, the New Testament refers believers' bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 19 to 20 declares, what? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you're not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now the analogy of the temple was, of course, based upon the concept of 
Jerusalem's physical temple that Jesus, the disciples, and the Apostle Paul visited and knew very well. In New Testament times, the temple was a rebuilt version of the magnificent temple that King Solomon had built long before. Also in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 15, Paul warned the church against sexual immorality, saying, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. And again in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, he wrote, Flee sexual immorality. His meaning is clear. Sexual immorality is a sin that defiles our bodies, destroying the temple in which the Holy Spirit lives. It's so vital for this lust-driven generation to know that Paul's preaching about sexual morality mentions the fact that most sins happen outside the body, meaning there are sins committed against our fellow human beings. But the Bible says that sexual sins are sins committed against a person's own body. But unfortunately, due to the proliferation of biblical illiteracy, most people today, even most churchgoers, don't differentiate and they don't understand the difference. They never stop to consider that their bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and that sexual sin destroys our own body. Modern Western culture glamorizes lusts, and even Christians have been duped into foregoing sound biblical teaching to seek the empty approval of a Hollywood-influenced world. Living in sin and just shacking up with people, but Jesus showed God's love and concern for our bodies when He healed so many people despite their sins and when we repent of our sins. In fact, he healed everybody who came to him in faith to be healed. And if they had sinned, he said, go and sin no more. God also stated his care and love for our body in that beautiful Psalm 139, where he said that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and that our physical bodies are among the concerns of his thoughts. It's so important to maintain biblical integrity and biblical attitudes toward medicine and the healing aspect of the gospel. You see, this is still the year of God's favor in biblical terms, according to the prophecy in Isaiah 61, which says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. You see, true ministry is always inspired and directed by the Holy Spirit. It goes, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach glad tidings to the meek, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. You see, many things, when they break, become worthless and good for nothing except to be discarded and thrown away. But not so with the human heart. Thank God the heart can be repaired physically and renewed spiritually. That chapter, uh, Isaiah 61 goes on, He hath sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. I can never read those scriptures without seeing in my mind's eye the Lord Jesus himself going into his hometown synagogue in Nazareth and reading this portion prophetically. In the synagogue, when the lesson from the Torah was finished, 
Jesus ascended the steps. And in Luke 4, 17, we're told that the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place describing himself and his mission where the sublime words of Isaiah 61 are written. And those words were fulfilled in their hearing and also in the Lord's ministry and on the Sermon on the Mount. The prophecy of Isaiah 61 that begins, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. In it, the commentaries say, This passage describes the messianic grandeur of the Lord who was anointed by the Father. He was anointed not as a mere prophet or teacher, but as the Holy One of Israel. And you know that prophecy was written about 700 years before the Lord's birth. Yet he attested to the fact that the prophecy was written concerning himself and his messianic mission. He proclaimed good tidings to the meek, not to the mighty, not to the rich, not to the vain philosophers, but Messiah gave the good news to the humble. His ministry, which is also our ministry, is a mission of consolation to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal by the touch of his sympathy, and to save by the power of his cross. And it's also a ministry of deliverance to proclaim liberty to the captives. Jesus, Yeshua, proclaimed that this period of church history that we're still living in is the acceptable year of the Lord. And he stopped short of reading the next line in Isaiah 61, which says, And the day of vengeance of our God. He stopped short because the gospel age is the age to save and comfort all who mourn. However, and I'm sure the Lord agrees, true and balanced ministry never shrinks from proclaiming that day of vengeance of our God, that it will come because it is inevitable the day of vengeance of our God will come despite the fact that people who don't believe the Lord is coming as the judge of this world are deceived and that they are deluded. So observe this sentence in the midst of the beautiful declarations of the text to proclaim the day of vengeance of our God. We can't avoid proclaiming this truth. Balanced teaching warns against sin. And it warns against ignoring God's holy purposes. And it warns that Jesus will return as judge. Nevertheless, generally speaking, Isaiah 61 is a jubilee proclamation. It declares release and healing to the captives. And it proclaims liberty throughout the land to all inhabitants who will receive him. Messiah's mission to the meek is also my mission and your mission. He's the breaker down of opposition. Messiah's mission to the brokenhearted is also our mission. We go to heal. He has broken the prison house for the captives in bondage. Messiah's mission to the captives is also our mission. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is always liberty. Messiah Yeshua came to energize souls for liberty over enslaving habits and circumstances. Well, 
we want to bring this program to an end. Just to say, I always pray that you'll become an overcomer in areas of health, finance, family relations, and spiritual growth. Believe and trust in the Lord to deliver the breakthrough to you this year, no matter the odds that are against you. Most of all, it's my great hope that everyone watching or listening to this broadcast will pass from darkness to light and coming to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Please don't put off that life-changing moment to be redeemed and born again. Because you see, war clouds and terrorism are increasingly end-time birth pangs, warning the world that Judgment Day is approaching. That's why you need to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life. Then you can face tomorrow with that fear and with the confidence that you are now and for eternity part of God's family and kingdom. I do hope you'll continue to join me in our Jerusalem prayer conferences or through our video programs. And please stay in touch through social media and our website, exploits.tv, where you can sign up to receive our electronic newsletter, Exploits, and watch all our videos anytime. The name of our program and newsletter is inspired by Daniel 11.32, which says the people who know God will be strong, not weak, and will take action, accomplishing exploits. One final thought. We have designed a brand new website and launched the Jerusalem Channel app to watch our videos on your mobile phones or tablets. Please download the app from the App Store. And so, until next time, always contending for the faith and praying earnestly for the peace of Jerusalem. I'm Christine Dark, Maranatha, and Shalom. <music>